0: so what can
1: be said about marriage and parenting
0: um a lot
1: marriage and parenting may be one or two of the hardest things you've ever done but we believe that they are so worth it through every season and stage whether you're married with kids or without we've got your back
0: hi there we're nate and kate godfrey we've been married for 17 and a half years and have two daughters trinity and sydney We've also been house parents at a boarding school for over 11 and a half years, raising children from across the country of all different ages, races, cultures, religions, backgrounds, all while raising our own crazy kids.
1: We know that marriage and parenting can be hard, Mm -hmm. they can be exhausting, and we know that sometimes you may want to take the nearest exit from one or both. But marriage and parenting can also be so incredibly amazing and easily worth your effort, even during the fights and sleep-deprived moments. We believe in putting your marriage and family first, and this podcast was created with you in mind.
0: We want you to know that we see you, we hear you and we get the struggles you're going through. Believe me, we do. We may have not had all of the same struggles or experiences, but we do have a ton of marriage and parenting experience to share and hope that you will follow along with us as we share that experience through stories, tips and advice with lots of humor.
1: We want you to feel empowered and encouraged on your marriage and parenting journeys. And we'll join you because the learning doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. So whether you're a single parent, divorced, or widowed, and whether you're a biological, foster, adoptive parent, or parents of children with special needs, we want you to know that we're here for you. And you are possibly here for them.
0: Join us each week as we realistically and authentically share who we are and what we've learned with you to make both your marriage and parenting experiences the best that they can be.
1: We'll also be sharing weekly bonus episodes of interviews with others who share their parenting and marriage journeys with some advice thrown in along the way.
0: Welcome to Authenticate and Nate. We, we are, are so glad, glad you're here. here. Welcome to Authenticate and Nate.
1: Hi, everyone. As promised, all four of us are here. We are going to be talking about technology today, our thoughts, our opinions. Maybe our girls will advocate for some things. We shall see.
0: And as you know, I love technology, but not as much as you, you see. But I still love technology, always and forever. We met in a chat okay. room. Okay.
1: Wow. All right. <laughs> hopefully you can name that movie if not uh oh napoleon luck. dynamite all right all right but anyway here we are welcome back to another episode we are excited to have the girls back on i think this is their third yeah. time and mm-hmm. last week if you guys missed it we talked about well we, we did 20 questions with you guys it was 20 16 maybe it was 16 let's just call it 20 20 questions t- yeah,
0: we're parents our brains are frazzled it's a
1: nice even round number Um, So yeah, if you haven't listened to that, check it out. The girls were very honest, and it was a really fun conversation to see what they thought about things. I think I got thrown under the bus slightly there. Not sure. Not from me. Not from you. (laughs) I'm getting looks from Sydney. But today we're going to talk about technology. Girls, do you want to start, or do you want us to start? Do you want us to ask questions? Yeah. Okay. All right, so tell me. What is your opinion for your age, Sydney, you're 12, Trinity, you're 13, almost 14. What is your opinion for your general age group, tween, teen, in terms of how much screen time, let's say, that they should have, whether it be texting on their phone or just having phone use in general, maybe video game time, TV TV time. What is your opinion?
2: On like what? We Any think of that? Just should speak,
1: have? You can speak to one of those, or you can speak to all of those. Go ahead.
0: She's asking in general, like kids in general, her age. Yes. Okay.
1: Tweens and teens. Do you
2: what want, do you think? How you much share?
1: time should they have, or should they not have a limit?
2: Um, everybody's giving me looks to start. <laughs> so, um, I guess all of my friends at school uh, usually have more time than I'm allowed to. From the sounds of it, like, we've been asked multiple questions sometimes at school, like, how much time do you guys usually get a week? And some kids say, like, two hours a week, um, like, three hours a week. Mm-hmm. Some say, like, it's probably not true, but, like, 14 hours a week. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but I think the general area that my class is in, in general, is, like, five to six hours a week. okay. Um, but at least like three or four of us only had like two hours, mm-hmm. so that was kind of surprising to see that people are getting so much time on screens. And I don't, I don't think that it should be that much a week. Like if it's fourteen hours, you are on a screen way too much. But I think maybe like forty-five to fifty minutes a day, like either like a video games or like whatever you want to use that time on, and then like. Maybe if you're watching TV, maybe, like, a show or two. But, like, not all at once because then your mind's just getting cramped. But, like, make sure you're also doing different things.
1: Okay. And why do you think that 14 hours is too much? What do you, like, what is your opinion on that? Do you think the parents are just not paying attention? Do you think the kids are just spending too much time on there? Should they be doing something else? Like...
2: Yeah, all of those. They could be getting outside and having fun there, like, Maybe actually having some family time, um, like some of my friends, like my one friend, she like she's not really allowed to uh, play video games that much. She doesn't have a phone yet, and I'm only allowed to have a phone because all the kids in my class do, like most of my kids do. So it's not really fair to me that I'm like left out mm-hmm. and I don't have a phone. So that's the only reason I have a phone. But some of my friends are also like able to play however long they want, but they also manage their time by themselves. Who
0: who reports that they manage their time by themselves?
2: Well, they don't report it, but it's just like.
0: No, I'm saying. I can tell. How do do you know? Oh.
2: I can tell, like if I'm ever at their house and like. It's obvious if they ever, like, ask if we want to play video games or, like, watch TV or something, they're usually like, all right, we should probably get off now. Do you want to play a game? Like, what do you want to do? So. That's
1: encouraging.
0: Self-regulating.
2: Okay.
1: Do you think that most of them, or do you think in general, kids should have time limits?
2: Uh, yeah. Time limits, but not, like, super long or super short either. Because, like, also, some kids, like, if they don't have like a lot of kids today, they have like Snapchat, Instagram, like all of those social media accounts. But like if they want to connect with the world, sometimes they play like online games mm-hmm. or like they just play games in general. Like Fortnite, you can talk with people, but you can also have fun. Like also Roblox, you can like chat in that and do different things. So kids want to have enough time to actually do that without having to jump off quickly but they shouldn't be on it, like, from day to night.
1: Okay. So you said before that you think that 45 to 50 minutes is adequate
2: yeah, per day. Yeah, good.
1: But then the other day, like, you, you were asking me, I don't know if Dad was here, but you were asking me if you could have, like, an hour or more because I think you were playing Roblox with a friend and you wanted to keep going. So I guess my question for you would be, when do you self-regulate to say, okay, let's end the game now? Because I know you, and I know that if Sydney does not have regulations, Sydney whittles away the time quite quickly and easily without realizing she's been on for two, three-plus hours.
2: Well, it's not always that, like that, Uh, but sometimes I, like, forget what time it is, and I just keep playing, and I'm like, has my, like, am I supposed to get off now? Like, I'm not sure. Like, sometimes our parents will be on a night out, and they'll just be hanging out together. And me and Trinity are left at home to do, like, mainly fend whatever. Defend for yourself. <laughs> mainly to Find do Find your whatever. own food, kid. We can make our food. Like, I usually make food for me and Trinity. Um, like, either dumplings or, like, Annie's packaged, like, rice or whatever. <laughs> and then, like, uh, mm-hmm. the flavored rice. And then we usually play Roblox. Boiled but, like, goose. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peking duck. Ooh. <laughs> Um, so they're usually out, and then we, we just play, like, for a while, but eventually my eyes start getting tired, and I'm like, Churn, do you want to play a game, or, like, do you just want to rest for a little bit, do something else, and, like, if we want to, like, if we're good enough, like, uh, maybe we could, like, watch something instead of playing, because, like, whenever they have night outs, that's usually when we play extra, and that's, like, our fun time that we get, but other than that, like, if my parents are at home, and I want to manage my time, and I know I'm supposed to be managing it, like forty-five to fifty minutes is good,
1: and you're honest with that.
2: Yeah, good.
1: That's good to hear. Do you have any questions, Dad?
0: No, I'm just listening, <laughs> storing up ammunition. Oh my gosh! Um,
2: Please consider my choices.
0: Oh okay. Wow, she's she's making a request through this podcast. Yes,
2: yes, yes. I she's am. hoping people write in.
0: Trinity, you've been kind of sitting there patiently. Do you want to interject?
1: What What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, well, I have a little bit, not to get, like, like I guess not to be against Sydney, but, uh like, uh, just starting off. She said 45 to 50 minutes is adequate, but herself, every day, she does over an hour, so just gonna point that out. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. We have a half hour on our phones and a half hour for whatever else. That's an hour. <laughs> I feel like you're on your phone more than I am. No. Anyway. Oh boy. <laughs> so, I would say that, um, like, it really depends on the day and how the day goes. So, I think mainly that it should be that you earn the time to watch a movie or time to play video games or to be on your phone, YouTube, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like that, if you're having an if your child's having like a nasty attitude all day to you, why would you reward them by giving them hours of non like watch screen time. Like what's the point of that? They're not learning from like what they their decision just reporting them. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um all it's right. not generally like there's a lot of kids I've noticed it's kinda like half and half. I notice it's more of the guys, but every morning in homeroom all they do is they're playing like Brawl Stars or whatever games they play. I don't know. I've they're, never like, heard of it. Child I do mean shell shockers. No, okay, but they play like the really weird games and stuff in the in homeroom, and then they're on their phones when they can or whatever, but a lot of them are on constantly, just via how they act and how they're not wanting to be, like, interact more of, but, like, sometimes, like, whenever it's just, like, they're on their phone, you're thinking, like, how can you sometimes not just get bored, like, you're on a screen so much, why aren't you bored? Mm -hmm. Like there's certain things that you cannot be bored from it by doing or playing because it just... But if it's like the same thing over and over, I don't understand.
0: Well, we won't get into it far here, but it is an addiction as well. It's an addiction for adults and it's an addiction for kids, especially formidable minds who are growing and learning and taking it in. And we have seen this personally at the the school we've worked with with so many kids, um, the introduction of phones, because we were here before they were allowed to have phones and and then after, and we watched a distinct difference between the interaction with us, um, with uh, between us and them, and between each other, just almost fall away overnight mm-hmm. once those phones were, were allowed. Oh, wow. and, and even the
1: iPads, mm-hmm. once those were introduced in class, well, they were like lapping us in terms of like Netflix shows. They're like, oh, I finished the season. I'm like, but you were at school.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I finished it. <laughs> right. So I, I'm sorry to interrupt, Trin, but um, you know it, there's an insatiable hunger, yeah. just like an addiction, uh, whether it's drugs or alcohol or in this um, instance, well, we're talking about electronics, right. video games or the dopamine hits that occur through YouTube. social media or, or YouTube. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So anyways, continue on.
2: Uh, so, like, generally, I think what I have is good. Like, I get a half hour to be on my phone to do whatever I want on it. Like, but there's, like, certain things that don't count. Like, if I'm on YouTube, it counts. But if I'm on, like, video games, it also counts. But different things don't count. But, um, then I have, like, another half hour to do video games or whatever. And I can earn or lose time depending on how I'm doing that day or if I do something extra to earn things since we don't get an allowance. is kind of like that kind of allowance. And also, like, we have family movies and stuff we'll do together, and that's just stuff we're able to do as a family to right, that do that. Count. Yeah.
1: Right. And sometimes I bribe you, like, with cleaning the fridge. I bribed my children. Yes, I did. Still doing
2: that with today. With cleaning
1: the fridge, they earn 20 extra minutes of which screen we, time. Which they were, were very doing. happy to oblige. It saves us time. They help out, and they earn something for themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah and so... Yeah, just kind of in general, I'm glad with what we get cuz then I'm not on so much that I am like just addicted to it and can't get off it, but I'm not on not enough that I'm not being able to enjoy cuz we have technology and technology is amazing, but we don't want to like not ever use it because it's here in our grasp and we are able to, but it just doesn't mean that we're not ha- don't have to use it at all. We just have to set our limit.
0: Right. Well, let me let me ask this question because I think this is worth setting up and and talking about. Do you think Sydney? Do you think that that screen time, or we'll say phone time? Well, no, no. no we'll keep it screen time. And screen time, we mean by general. anything the general screen time, anything that you're using, watching a screen. So that's video games, TV,
2: YouTube. and phone.
0: Well, any of those screens, you know, iPads, all of the computers. Do you think that for kids, for minors? that screen time is a privilege or a right
2: uh i think privilege because if you have a privilege that means like you actually are able to do something because like you've earned it or like you it's been given to you um but if it's like a right that means it's a must have like you have the right to have this like that's like me saying like I have it, it,
0: the it's kind of a crime to take it away from you, right? Yeah,
2: I have like that's me saying, Of course I would want this, but I have the right to have a fox. Like that's <laughs> li- that's like me saying, so, I have the right to have a fox. Like you have to give this to me.
0: She's talking so. about a live fox, folks. Yeah. yeah.
2: Her yeah. favorite animal.
0: She <laughs> wants a live one. He <laughs> So Trin, um, right or privilege?
2: Uh definitely privilege because if it was a right then it would just be, like, you would just I just, just be taken away, and that addiction would become stronger depending on how you use it because you, if you make something your right, like, freedom in America is our right, and if we have a right, we're able to do what we want. We have our own say. We have our own ability to drive and go places and buy things and do things. Mm-hmm. But if you think about technology for minors, like, if you had that right, then you would be on it constantly, non-stop, and you would never get a break to do the important things, especially some people I know, um, but, like, they're on screen so much that they're not learning, like, how to do things, and, like, being able to work in real life and learn how to clean, learn how to cook. Not that you, like, have to be good at those things, but you need to learn that whenever you're out of the house, you need to be able to do that stuff. There's not going to be your parents babying you anymore.
0: Yeah, and, your mom and I constantly see lost opportunities socially when these devices rob, what we what I always say, rob you guys. Because I use that word with you guys, don't I, sometimes. Yeah. It robs you of life experiences, of social experiences, of adventure, of things outside, just getting outside. Those things constantly are pulling, like a rope tied to you or a leash, where it's pulling you and pulling you and pulling you for more and more and more. And that's yeah. like kind of the addiction side of things. And we really are aware of that. We want to wanna to keep Hold that. Back. That's right. But I think parents listening that you, while you're listening to this and, and if you're questioning even what the girls are saying or what our perspectives is on how we parent with electronics, I think it's important for you to define what you think that that electronic is, a right or a privilege. Because if you believe it to be a right, Um, we would disagree with that, but that does fundamentally switch how you approach this topic. Um, If you see it as a privilege, well, then now you're into the nuances of how you're going to manage it. Uh, Can it be earned? Can it be lost? All of that. Does it have to be earned first before it's given, you know?
2: Yeah, age matters too because sometimes it can change from privilege to right depending on how your your age is. Like if you're still living with your parents at 18, it's your right because you're not a minor anymore.
1: Well, and I would also say as well even if you're if even if you're under 18 but maybe you have a job and you've paid for your own phone and you're paying for your own plan. Yeah. That could also be. I mean, you're still under your parents' roof, so maybe they would still have Hopefully you have that relationship with your parents where you can have those conversations and they can still speak to dangers and things to be aware of, but I would say then that if you're paying for it yourself and your own plan, that's different. You're you're taking on that responsibility.
0: Yeah, and we definitely agree with the, the aspect or the approach that we want you guys, as you grow older, and we believe that kids should be taught how to manage those things in your household before they leave because this is not going away. Phones are a part of our life. I was just listening to the radio today. I was talking about artificial intelligence and the, the three tiers of artificial intelligence, which is really creepy and crazy. Where they start to take on personality and... Um,
1: No, No, thank you. you. (laughs) I'm out.
0: I'm out. uh, Anyways, it's just crazy stuff. It's not going away. It's it's never going away. It's Pandora's box that can never be shut again.
2: It's just going to get worse.
0: That's right. But so these are things we have to think about. And we want to teach our children how to manage these things within our household, within our worldview, and how they need to manage it as they go out into the world and, and do their thing. Sydney, you had something you wanted to say.
2: Uh, yeah, I also think that there should be a limit on what you're allowed to see or play. Oh, yeah. Uh, like some of our boys here, they sometimes talk about how they're allowed to play Call of Duty or like different zombie games. Horror like, games. Yeah, they are rated mature. And one of our boys are even saying, I'm definitely mature. I am super mature. And I've asked my parents, is this boy mature? And they say, no, he's not mature. And I'm like, they don't understand maturity <laughs> yeah. at all. But it's like a rated mature game. But he, like, they all say, like, they're allowed to watch Squid Game. And they're like fourth graders, third graders, or second graders. So it's like really weird to listen. Like, why would you want to see this stuff in the first place? Like, usually boring. And (laughs) second, that's not age appropriate for you. This is like gonna make you, like, it's gonna change your life from what you see. If you're seeing scary things, then like it's g- you're going to think weird things if you're not used to that. Yeah. But we like, yeah. see keep... different things to boast, too.
0: I will say sometimes um, the kids around you and the ones you're referencing right now, but even at school, they can't. there is the, the aspect that they begin to compete with each other. And yeah. So they'll say that they've Brag. seen stuff because... They don't want to be left out. I
2: need to keep the children's minds clean.
1: But I do think within our culture, there is a lot more allowed now for children as they get younger and younger, and now they are becoming desensitized to things, and those things are becoming normalized for them, which is a concern that I have as a parent, and you and I are trying to protect our girls from. Not overprotect, but protect them and have the conversations as to why they may not have this, or why they may have this, and do our due diligence because we do think that innocence is lost when children are exposed to things at such young ages. That's rated mature for reason. It's rated R for reason. And
0: we Yeah, we, we believe that there is grotesque exposure yes. to young kids. Yes. And, and I can't state know, too that. Too much too soon. Yeah. And way, way, way too much.
2: Sometimes like, they'll even say one day they're talking about how they have TikTok and they're talking about all these funny new trending memes or like – talking about scenes in Squid Game and like a week later I asked them about it and they're like oh no I've never seen it I've just like heard about it and I've like seen a clip of it or oh yeah I just like just saw a clip of like TikToks on YouTube and like I just like also hear it from different people just like cool the other day you were literally telling me that you had these things and you watch these things so are you lying like which one am I supposed to believe
0: well, yeah, and some of these same uh, kiddos we we um, you know help as they're crying themselves to sleep at night because they're scared of the dark, and they're scared of their closet being open, or they want a light on at all times throughout the night, or I mean, multiple lights. While they're lights.
2: talking about watching Chucky,
0: right? Exactly. It, right. So
1: so it's a, no, it's a juxtaposition.
0: Yes, but unadulterated access for kids to watch TV and media today is is a real bomb. It's a real Um, unsafe thing for their minds and their brains and their hearts and their eyes to see.
2: I even limit myself sometimes on that, like, if my parents or, like, the rest of my family wants to watch this, like, not horror movie, but, like, it's a bit scarier, and I'm like, oh, I don't... Yes,
0: we don't watch horror movies with you guys that often, (laughs) ever. I'm like,
2: I don't really know if I want to watch this. Will I be creeped out by it? Will I be scared? Will I not be able to go to sleep? Like, What will happen? Like, I don't know if I really want to watch this because I've heard some like weird things about it that I'm not sure of, or like different things like that, or like I'm even like, this swears a lot. Let's not watch this. Mm -hmm. So, I limit myself on what we should watch. We -hmm. all do that a lot as a family too, like making sure we're keeping from the like bad music, and naturally, me and Sydney just try to stay away from that because we on our own don't like it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like some people i know are just like totally open to that they've been open to it all their lives and so they go for it and like a friend i uh hung out with a little like a few a little while ago um she was like normally telling me what they normally do when they hang out on sleepover and she was like we mostly just stay on our phone the whole time and then show each other funny memes if we find one And I was like, okay, well, why don't we change that up a little bit? In my mind, I said that, not out loud. (laughs) And then whenever we went there, we ended up being on screens less than half the time. We ended up going outside a bunch. We were on the trampoline. We ended up playing with her dog. We ended up drawing. We ended up talking. Like, we did a ton of different things instead of just sitting around doing nothing.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: That's encouraging to hear. Good. It is encouraging. Yeah.
0: But you can see how the default becomes what?
2: Like reality.
0: No. The default becomes screens. The phone. Yeah. That Whenever you don't know what to do, whenever you're bored, whenever you don't have a direction or the adult hasn't laid out a plan for your entertainment, then we are an entertained society. And so we turn directly to that, that comfort, that screen. And um, that's, that's where we talk about the addiction side too. That yep. only gets worse. So you really need to learn to manage that. And that's why we're so strict sometimes with you guys about that stuff. I will say that um, we talk at times as parents about um, parents or parenting style that treats your kids as a little adult. And we believe it's a, it's a, um, a problem in parenting to, to do that where you treat your, your son or daughter as if they're a small you, a small adult that understands all the nuances of, of life and you just need to teach them or not teach them, oh gosh, no, you just need to um, explain why you're doing things and, and that they have an adult mind. With, uh, that Fundamentally, we believe that's not true. They are a child, they're a developing mind, they do not have the experiences. And so when you look at our society and how they entertain our kids and are pining after our kids with, with entertainment and these phones and watch Social Dilemma, everybody. My goodness how they're targeting your kids for advertisements and to shape their actual thought. When you look at that stuff, it's, we teach our kids um, to, to be grown up in this, like I said before, and I don't think it's, it's an overstretch of the word, grotesque way. It is totally inappropriate to have them exposed to some of this stuff. And yet, in real life, and this is the, the juxtaposition, in real life, they have less and less and less responsibilities. So you're treating them like a little adult. You're explaining things like a little adult. You're exposing them to stuff like a crazy adult, uh, even stuff that we should not be consuming a lot of times. And yet, they're given less and less and less responsibility, and and kind of some of the things that they like kids should be taught so they can grow up and be a value, value valuable member <laughs> thank you, of society and loving compassionate um empathetic all right. these other I think things it's,
1: i think it stunts their emotional maturity
0: sure for yeah. sure for and sure
2: going back to like what you're allowed to watch and all that i say like if you're able to like take it in like you can handle that type of thing then like it's like even if it's like bad for you like of course you sh- like a kid should not watch inappropriate things or like sexual content or things like that But, like, my one friend at school, she can handle, like, horror movies and she loves wrestling. She, like, knows, like, um, karate and, like, she's, but, like, she's also very gentle. But if she wanted to, she could hurt somebody. But she's also very nice at the same time. But, like, she has watched, like, several horror movies that I would never even think of watching. But she doesn't watch inappropriate stuff. Necessarily. Mm-hmm. So you mean like boundaries, like what you will watch and what you can watch? Yeah. And like it's weird because like she even thinks that like taking My Little Pony <laughs> and making it like demonic oh is funny. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah, it's sort of weird. That is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. No, he but it's, oh it's sort of weird. So she just like she colors in My Little Pony desk, which is kind of weird. But she can just like... Take, like she makes like little kid things, for instance, and like
0: D- distorts them finds to... it
2: funny sure. right, to make them like evil or demonic. But like she can just take in lots of like, uh, like mature level movies or shows or stuff like that. But she won't get scared by them. I ask her like, what's the scariest movie for you? And she'll be like, none of them are scary. So I don't know how she can do that. But if she can handle it, then. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you guys would agree that this should be something that is discussed with the adult, with the parents. Yeah. Yeah. Not self governed. Right. Because kids
1: have different sensitivities.
0: Yeah. She might be an anomaly as far as somebody who can watch some of that stuff. And I'm not sure what you're calling horror movies. Um, Like, we we won't It's okay. Leprechaun. Yeah. Things
2: like that. Things like
0: that. Leprechaun. Oh, my gosh.
1: Such a B movie. So old. (laughs) I've already
0: seen that. I can't believe it. I don't want to. It's not good. (laughs) They watch Leprechaun. I don't know, I'm just guessing. Um, yeah, anyways, yeah. We, I heard you guys agree with us that you think that that should be something that the the adults in that child's life should definitely be involved with.
2: Yeah, and a lot, because we go to a Christian school, a lot of the kids there, even though some of them are allowed to be on screens, a lot of them are very kind and gentle and nice and are almost everybody especially in my grade you would think like the eighth graders would have a bad mouth but in my school like they're like everybody's really clean all the time nobody ever like I don't think I've ever heard any one curse in my grade like it, everybody just always like being kind like and trying to be kind toward each other and like there's a big circle of friendship and stuff yeah but even though some of them have different limits and stuff they still aren't like sharing that publicly yeah like, with the rest of the class, like, talking inappropriately or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, yeah. and that's a blessing for you guys, um, because anyone listening whose kids go to public school, I can guarantee they are not hearing oh, what no. you're hearing, or the okay. absence of what you're hearing.
2: I've only Hearing heard, things from my friend. I've only heard one curse word, which is, like, one of the, like, in my opinion, You don't have to the go into specifics verse. of the curse word. <laughs> but, yeah, I've only heard one curse word, and that was on accident. Like, only, like, if... Like, it was just sudden, but that girl who accidentally said it, later on, like five minutes later, she apologized to me for saying that. So, like, she's even watching her mouth, so.
1: So we talked about this earlier. You guys alluded to parents being able to have, um, I guess, restrictions or control over the social media, the phone, whatever it is. Do you think that parents should be able to have your password and be able to look at your phone whenever they want? What is your thought on
0: that?
2: Uh. <laughs> um, okay.
0: There's the shining kids again. <laughs> Speaking shining. of horror.
2: Do you want me to go or do you want to go? I'll go. Okay. I'm <laughs> taking the spotlight. haha. Wow. So, yeah, I think your parents should be able to know your password. Um, even like, or like anything, like a screen time limit they can set on because then you're not always on your phone, always staring at it or like whatever it is that you have. And like you're not always using it. Like for us on a Sunday, since we're Christians, we're using that time to be on screens less. And like even if we're on screens at night time with our family, like we usually watch something at night, we watch The Chosen. It's like we're just trying to spend time with God. So we have a restriction on our phone and we're not allowed to watch anything. Well not watch, but you're not allowed to be
1: on it.
0: We yeah, don't we don't want it to it. be an option on Sunday.
2: Yes. So, yeah, I think you should have uh, limits, and they should know your password, like, even if it is an emergency, like, they they only have your phone, and, like, they can get in and, like, call somebody that can help or something, like, that is a very unlikely case, but, like, they should be able to know it so they can, like, get in and, like, go into your settings, because, of course, you would never want to do this, and, like, turn off, like, any like things that you want on, say you had TikTok parental controls, then yeah, then your parents could get on and turn off TikTok, and you're like, what happened? And then they could set a password on that so you can't get back in to like whatever yeah. that app is. Right, turn what's your thoughts? Uh, like that, it really depends because if like a parent buys your phone for you, like for specific reasons. It's theirs, like it's the parents' decision to um, take the kid's password or whatever because it should be accessible to the family, like like adults and the child personality. It's different if you have like a sibling or whatever. But to the point like that you probably should be able to know your child's password because if an emergency, like Sid said, but then also if it's something like if you want to not like have the child be on specific things or for a specific amount of time or like just to turn on parental controls so they're not looking at things for too long or inappropriate stuff. So you can do that and things like that. So yeah, but then there's also private things that the child can like have in themselves that the parents aren't like always gonna be on their phones, but it's just there if they need it.
1: Right. And what do you guys think about kids turning in phones at nighttime? Now we're talking about
0: Before you go there, I want to know your thought because we're hearing their thoughts on that.
1: On parental controls?
0: Yes. On password.
1: I absolutely, especially depending on what age your child is, I absolutely think that kids should have parental controls. I think that should be managed. And those can be conversations, again, with your children, depending on their age, their maturity level. But I also think that if you're the parent and you've paid for the phone you're paying for the service you want 100% have the right and I said yes the right as the parent you are the adult figure in their life to um be able to get into it anytime you you would feel a need I think there's a big problem there is a big problem in our society I think a lot of parents are hands off let their kids kind of do what they want have a free-for-all they're not managing things and then all of a sudden you know God forbid, but I mean, children have committed suicide or they're being bullied. Um, The self-esteem of kids is going down. Girls are struggling more and more with their body image. Anxiety has gone up. Depression has gone up. And I think, you know, if you're constantly vigilant and watching your children, having those relationships with your children, talking to your kids, communicating with your kids, all of those things, you are going to notice a change much more quickly if you're being vigilant in those ways than if... You're kind of more hands-off. Here's a phone. I do my thing. You do your thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, Johnny seems depressed or he doesn't talk to us anymore. He doesn't like to do the things he used to do. What's going on? And then I think by then you're already behind the eight ball and sometimes it's honestly too late.
0: And even if it's not one of those big situations, we believe the influences that are coming through that device for your kids can be very harmful, can be very – well – at the minimum, we believe that you need to be there. You are the great interpreter for them in many ways. Um, so you need to be there to, to help interpret what they're seeing and hearing both at school, at home, on their phone, and on and on. And so just being there to say, hey, I don't want you consuming that show or I don't want you watching this or this, this is the reason. And especially age appropriately, have this conversation say, there's a reason why I don't want you to hear that. There's a reason why I don't want that listened to in our house. Can we talk about that? Like music, for instance, the girls will tell you there's obviously they're 12 and 14. And we have explicit because we have a family plan for Spotify. And we have the explicit turned off so they can't hear anything like that. But at the same time, there's content that's very explicit that just doesn't say the, the bad words or the wrong words that we don't want them listened to at all. And they're pretty good at managing that themselves. And they know what we um, would agree with. And we can
2: understand what words they use to know what they're talking about.
0: Yes. Right. we've had
1: a lot of conversations with you guys. We've talked about the boys or talked to the boys about it. We've talked to our high school girls about it when we had them about everything that comes in to your ears, to your eyes is going into your mind and it's going to come out in some way or another, whether it's through your mouth and your words that you say, or it's going to... Affect your mind and mm-hmm. how you start to think about things. How you start your worldview might start to shift from the values that your family held. All of those things. What you what comes in is gonna come out in some way.
2: And that's why you want to put the good things in so the good things come out. Like, right. Sometimes if I hear bad words, I sometimes constantly hear it. Like from whatever it is. Um, like if people accidentally say it. Like if I'm around adults who aren't watching their mouth. Um, but sometimes like. I'll almost say a word and I'm in like just before like it either passes through my mind like you could say this it's fine and I'm like no excuse me like please get out like I know I'm not supposed to say that so and instead of saying God I say gosh like Mm
1: -hmm.
2: instead of saying like different words I say the right word I should be saying and yeah I just
1: so you can that's it help it's helpful to control your thoughts so then you know what isn't what you've been taught or what you've learned, and you can kind of arrest it right then and be like, no, that's not the right thing. This is, you know, you can kind of turn it around at that moment. And I think it's also important because we talked about what you guys may be allowed or not allowed to watch. And then us, you know, dad and I as adults, what we watch, but we're also very vigilant about what we watch around you guys. So a lot of people listening may have more than one TV in their house, but we have one in our apartment here at the school. And you know, sometimes, for me, I get frustrated because I can't watch, you know, my adult, more feminine shows. Bridgerton. Yes, Bridgerton, or even, you know, Blacklist, or, you know, Dad and I like some of those movies. Blacklist
0: is a, a feminine show? Not feminine. <laughs> it's more
1: violent. Um, you guys are throwing me off track here. But watching those shows, I try to be really mindful and very careful, and Dad does too, that we're not watching violent shows or, or shows with inappropriate language or, you know, sexual content. Um, when you guys are around we wait till you guys go to bed we make sure the tv is turned down and sometimes I'll watch my own thing on my own dad watches his own thing but if we're watching a more you know violent action movie we make sure you guys aren't around because at this point we still don't think that that's something you need to be hearing or you know even if you're walking through the room that you should be catching you know even if you're walking through we pause it and we wait till you leave so I think it's also important for parents to be vigilant what music are you having on what you know are you watching when your kids are around even if your kids aren't actively participating they're still consuming as bystanders I guess that's the best way to say it
2: I also wanted to say like even in today's ads like I'll sometimes be on an app like usually a game and they show like it's usually these like dressing games you can do Mm. but it's very inappropriate because like it'll be like there's a mirror all fogged up and like there's a naked woman behind the mirror and it's like There's, like, a a dryer or whatever it is, like, and in the video, it starts to, like, wipe away the fog, but it stops just before it could get, like, to the inappropriate parts Mm. of the lady's body. So it's suggestive. Yeah, so, and And I'm, like, okay, go out of this app or, like, get out of that ad quickly. They try to get, like, little kids, like, just to be, like, especially, like, used to be Talking Tom, Talking Angela, used to be Mm. a really big thing. Talking Angela. And then they started making it really inappropriate. Not necessarily inappropriate, inappropriate, but like that people, um, uh, like there's a lot of different like the stories. App would interact
0: with you in yeah. inappropriate ways or yeah, ask for like your address like it yeah, went, that got shut down fast.
2: There's a lot of people who are able. No, there's still people. No, who, I mean with us and you oh, guys. Oh yeah, that there's a lot of people who like have been hurt from that. Or like um, that it'll just be getting into your personal information and asking personal things and you're able to do like things to the animals, like hit them and it's like violent. Like little kids are innocent, they don't realize, but like like, like it's not good. Like Talking Wait. Angela, for instance, like you can hit the cat. Like, yeah, it's just bad. And then there's also bad things behind the story of Talking Angela. So. Okay. all right,
0: And these are just a few examples of many that are out there. Um, I, I did want to say that, that I feel like we're in a battle in our world today. Um, The world is looking and seeking, whether on purpose or not, to destroy innocence Mm, or to, uh, what would the the word be, just um, violate the innocence of our youth. Mm -hmm. Whereas we are fully in celebration of that innocence I mean, and some things in our society—you look at, you know, obviously rape or molestation or uh, what else. Some of that stuff that preys on kids is very much, um, you know, passé—not (laughs) passé, illegal or uh, very out of out of um, popularity with with the general population. But at the same time, so much of our kids' innocence is just drifts away or is stolen by what they watch, by what they hear, um, the music, and and nobody seems to give a care about that. And that bothers me a lot, but in this world where where that that innocence is being violated, we celebrate it. But I do want to say at the same time, we are also very real, and I don't know if it's coming across as you hear our daughter speak, we are also very real age-appropriately with how we um, describe things and explain things to them. We want them to understand the world and what they're hearing and seeing first from us. So, in the future, as they see and hear new things that they don't understand, we want them to then come to us again. I, I used this term before as the interpreter and say, "Mom and Dad, what do you think about that?" So, and we can do this in a different episode, but uh, having the sex talk is is a huge talk that that a lot of people put off and. Act avoid weird, altogether. Avoid altogether, and um, movies and TV and all this stuff has done a great job of making it some weird conversation. And I'm not saying it's super natural or, or easy it to is, do.
2: It's naturally weird. It is
0: naturally it. weird, but it's but necessary to have. It's totally necessary because, uh, and, and again, we can talk about this another time. But if they even have the, the small chance of hearing that at school then they should first hear it from you. And so understanding and and learning about all that stuff, we believe is very very much a part of our job to get in there, be straight and honest with them. And sometimes it kicks you in the stinking butt because after we had to talk with them about certain things, oh gosh, (laughs) it's like when they're kids and they say, don't use weird words for genitalia, right? right? Don't use, I don't know what some of the weird words they use for a penis or a vagina or whatever and uh, they're like no no use the regular words and her and I looked at Kate and I looked at each other several times whenever they're using those words just like out loud and we're like oh my gosh this is so embarrassing (laughs) that amazing. we we want that baby word you guys don't remember this it was just like my vagina hurts (laughs) it's like what quiet kids just be quiet but instead of it was some weird word you know it'd be a lot easier to take but I, I say that in jest but the, the other stuff, we do believe it's important to really just come to the point, explain to your kids, explain why why it is we have that point of view. They are going to construct their own points of view, um, influenced by you, but also the world around them. And in time, they'll, they'll grow into their own person and develop their own kind of bigger worldview of their own. Um, but we want them to understand what they're seeing, not through the fractured and awful usually um, broken amalgamation of all yeah this society, broken peers. society
1: you don't teach them somebody else will
0: exactly do i want my daughter learning what it is to have a boyfriend from a kid at school who comes from a very broken home that does not understand what a father's in his life is like and has treated girls badly do i want that do i want him teaching my daughter what a boyfriend looks like absolutely not 100% no i'm going to be teaching her what a, a man is like to my wife so she can then see what a boy should be treating her like. And just all these conversations we should be having, and it goes from one to the other. Trent, you have something to say?
2: Yeah, like kind of what you're saying, Dad, that uh, I'm very glad that we're, like, protected by this stuff, but not so protected that we are, like, brand new, like, coming into the world, like, after being homeschooled for seven years. Like, at first it was just, like, awe moment, like, what? Like, we haven't been exposed to this stuff. What is it? And as we've been, like, gradually, instead of, like, just full-on protection or just full-on openness, we're just slowly letting the guard down as we're getting older, because once we're old enough, then we'll, like, we'll gradually learn the, like, the right way in our opinions and things like that, like, just to not, like, just not be fully released or fully... Like have to be like, uh, what is this when you're sure. released?
0: Yeah, and we knew, mom and I knew that we didn't want you guys to be blind, deaf, or dumb to what was going on around you, right? We yeah. didn't want yeah. you to be all three of those things, but we also know, and we know people who are like this, we didn't want you to be robotic either. We didn't yeah. want you just to follow our rules because we say so. Have our own opinions. Yes, exactly. That authoritative uh, method of parenting where... It, just shut up and listen or do what I say and this is what we think as a family and that's what it'll always be. We also knew we didn't want that at all. So it's that, that balance between explaining things, um, describing stuff and, and then having getting, conversations. Yeah, having those conversations.
2: And I feel like sometimes it's like funny that sometimes my friends will mention something, like I don't know if it's inappropriate, like most likely not, but like it's just something weird and I'm like, I've never heard this word before, like, I don't understand what this like word means and I'm like, What are you guys talking about? Like what is this? Like, I've just heard this. What what are you talking about? And they're usually like, Have you been living under a rock? And I usually answer well, yes and no because I've been homeschooled my whole life, so I haven't been like out in in public to this stuff you guys are talking about. <laughs> okay, let's clarify. But, You've been out in public. My goodness, <laughs> <laughs> not We open did to, not live like in a not, in a hole in me, the ground. Geez. no, she yeah. means like not open exposed. to other kids. You have not been yeah. exposed to these I things. I have not correct. been exposed, but I have been like closer to my family. That they've been like they haven't been teaching me all these like bad stuff, or like even some things like they haven't taught me yet and I'm like totally fine with that I'm like okay fine I'll just learn it later or like whatever they want to tell me like if it's like that important that I learn it later it's probably not appropriate for my age right now so sometimes my friends will just ask me are you under a rock and I'm like yes and no Mm -hmm. like I don't know and
0: and what the message we're saying is some in some ways we're very happy that you're under a rock yes We're, we're quite happy that's that innocence part of things but we, we also, also would you there. guys agree that you have no problem coming to us and asking us questions about anything you hear?
2: Nope. No nope. problem at all. I trust yeah. you. I'm the swear police.
0: <laughs> you are the swear That's police. True. What's up? Okay, I'm getting the sign. We must wrap up. We're at just past 45 minutes. So, hey, thank you for joining us today. I hope that some of the things that we talked about, you can, you can kind of take with you, wrap it up, store it away. And whether your kids are at the age yet that that these two are or beyond it, I I do think there's things that you can take from this. Uh, Read. Get out there. Read.
2: Research. uh, Research.
0: Look at stuff. There's a ton of research done out there on the effects of of electronics on our kids. Um, I highly encourage you if you're an Apple, uh, if your kids have Apple or iPhones, use downtime app. Or It's not an app, it's the feature on the settings for your your iPhone that you can do parental controls. Use the um, downtime and screen limits and app limits. Um, Those things are all things that we use for the girls. So basically whenever they hit their app limit on whatever apps I say, it's done. Their phone is done except for whatever I allow after that, which is like phone calls to their primary contacts or whatever. Uh, and then downtime is just overall screen time. Once that overall screen time is reached, the phone is only a phone. And so there, there are definitely tools out there that you can use to curb these things. But we encourage you more than anything, be involved with your kids. Um, I, we highly think that you should look over their shoulder. You should trust but verify. If you've mm, never heard good. that term before, trust but verify. And that is if you've built that trust with your child that you can trust them. We trust our girls, but don't we verify what you do too girls?
2: Definitely. Yep.
0: Yeah. So trust them, get to that point of trust, but also verify what it is. So get into their phone. And if they have a problem handing their phone over to you, that is a huge red flag. There shouldn't be any problem. If they're like, yeah, no problem, here you go. Check it out. And it's like, hey, I love you and I want you to know I'm doing this for your good. I just wanna I wanna see, I want to be involved. I want to know what the kids are saying what how how your group chats are looking like uh you know it's just it goes all over the place so be involved with your kids get out there research know learn you're not going to learn a ton of things from this podcast but there is so much that we can learn and and be involved in again it's not going anywhere and it is our job as parents to be in the thick of it and to kind of
1: teach and protect
0: teach and protect yeah be Mm -hmm. on the battlefront and aggressively keep the initiative. Don't let don't be reactive to what's going on in our kids at when it's too late and they've already gone down a path that's destructive. So Great.
1: All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening today. We super appreciate it. If you haven't already, please rate and review us on the platform you listen on. It is the lifeblood for podcasters. and
0: Like, like, like.
1: <laughs> we would love like. to get seen and heard by more. Five stars are preferable.
0: It
2: helps.
1: But please uh, rate and review us. Also, don't forget to grab your free downloads that will be in the show notes. There are 15 free iPhone wallpaper affirmations for mamas out there to encourage you, uplift you every day to let you know you're doing a great job. Um, you're more than just a mom, but when you're a mom, you're slaying it as well.
0: To treat yourself.
1: Treat yourself. Treat and yourself. there's also... <laughs> there is also a summer survival guide for parents. Summer is almost officially here, but most of us have our kids home now, so... Keep your sanity, help your kids stay busy and entertained and educated, and grab your free summer survival guide so you can all enjoy your summer.
2: I think my parents are already going sane.
1: Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week.
0: Take care, guys.
2: Bye.
1: Bye.